0: your Bibles to the book of Titus, chapter three, and we'll begin in verse two when you get there. If you recall the words that Brother Ron was saying before he prayed, he he had no idea what I was going to preach about you. You might wonder that as we get into the message. Titus chapter three, starting in verse two, as Paul is writing to Titus, he says to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, servers "...of divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But, after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed abroad on us abundantly... "...through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will, that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men." I came across an Irish prayer that it just said an Irish prayer. If anyone's Irish in here, I'm not trying to offend you. It just said Irish prayer. And the prayer was, may those who love us, love us. And those who don't love us, may God turn their hearts. And if he doesn't turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles so we'll know them by their limping. (laughs) Um. We laugh because I'm afraid we can relate to that attitude we could have in the flesh concerning others. You know, concerning the unsaved and and the communication that goes on between a saved person and an unsaved person. No matter how deranged or barbaric or sophisticated they may seem, there's a spiritual warfare that goes on between a child of God and those who have not yet become children of God. And it might make them make us want to see a, a limp every now and then to avoid our enemies, huh? You know, I uh, I do business with someone once every several weeks and I've come to know this person a little bit. And she opened up to me and she told me about some problems that she was having with her husband. And. The, the spiritual superman I was trying to be, spiritual Tarzan, I said, let me talk to him. She said, oh, he's mean. I said, let me talk to him. Set it up and let's get together. Let's see what the Lord might do to help this out. She said, I don't think you want to do that, Kenneth. I, I said, yeah, let's, let's do this. You, you set it up and I'll be there. And she did. And I showed up. And so did he. <laughs> and we sat. And we talked about the problems that they had. I first just went to that issue. And throughout the course of the conversation, there were things that he said that clearly led me to understand that he did not know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And so, considering all the problems that he had that maybe I could have helped or put a band-aid on, I wanted to help him with his biggest problem. And that was becoming a child of God and having his sins forgiven. That's what he needed. So, the conversation went that direction. And I tell you what, I've never considered myself much of a speaker, but God gave me... I'm not bragging. Glory to God. He gave me some words for that man. He poured the gospel out. The gospel is the same good old good news of Jesus Christ, but 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 from his background, God gave me words that that would allow him to be taken from that background, out of that religion into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I thought, "Praise God." And I went on for 6 or 7 minutes, and then I was I was done, and it ended. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and he said, "You're pretty passionate about what you believe." He said, you're also a little bit full of malarkey. Uh, Really? Seriously, that's what happened. You know, I was there's a temptation that I could desire that he would have come up with a limp that I could have avoided all of that. You know what I'm saying? Oh. There's there's instruction in the Bible about this stuff, you know, and uh, you don't have to turn there. We know it all too well, but all too often we fail at Romans chapter 12 where it says, "Recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible as much as lieth in you live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place under wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine." I will repay, saith the Lord. The word we're going to start with today, it starts off on this very subject um, of our dealings with others, specifically the unsaved. Those who do not know Jesus that need to know Jesus. It's, we, we see it in verse 2 there. Speak evil of no man, Titus, to be not brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Don't lose your cool with the unbelieving, no matter what they say to you, no matter how they persecute you. uh, Avoid being argumentative with them. And as hard as that is, instead of that, we are to be mild. We are to pleasantly disagree. And as one old commentator wrote down so many times that phrase, we must have a sweet reasonableness about us with other people. No problem, huh? Piece of cake. You know, throughout the course of that conversation with that fellow, he told me just something came up and he said, you know, I could do something or say something to cause you to take a swing at me. I could make you want to fight me, and I, and that was the big enchilada, I believe, whenever he told me I was full of malarkey. And and praise God, maybe the maybe God just has enough sweet reasonableness in me that that I didn't do it, but I didn't do it and and it's important that we don't do those things. We find importance in how we should treat others uh with the word of God. And there's a remedy we're going to look for in God's word today. Here in Titus, it's not only in Romans chapter 12 that such an issue is is, is addressed we're going to be able to to cure our uncontrollable desire to get back, to get even, to get revenge. And I say that and I introduce this topic and the topic's probably going to fade away somewhat. I I know this is the Word of God and the cure given to to, uh, us for this situation, but it just takes us into something so much greater. It adds so much except for the specific matter of our dealings with other people. What we have here this morning that we're going to share is the key to success in our spiritual lives, in our everyday life. There is a remedy that we're going to have here that's going to swallow up the subject and it's going to be a help for every single facet of our our lives, we have a key to the mindset that we should walk in daily with all of our communications and everything we do and the troubles that we go through, even in receiving our blessings and being grateful and thankful for them and being able to acknowledge them. We're going to talk about something that involves something of our past condition of our life. And then something in our present condition of life and then something assured to us in our future condition of life. And if you would look at verse three, we are going to explore and go into our past condition of life. It says, for we ourselves were sometimes foolish disobedient, deceived, serving divers, lusts and pleasures, living in malice, envy, hateful and hating one another. As you think about those that you might talk to and the reproach that you might uh, unjustly receive or the things that come back to you in return. Here's one thing for you and I to remember. We were once in their shoes We were exactly where they are in life. We could think of those who do not know Christ as foolish, as disobedient, as the word says, as deceived, as living in sinful pleasure, as full of malice, envy and hate. And it would be correct. But our attention is turned from the Word of God to ourselves here. And what we once were. We were once senseless concerning the things of God. It it was us who were once unpersuaded of God's salvation. We were the ones that were gone astray and led into sin. We were enslaved. We were in bondage. We had the wrong desires and the wrong longings in life that, that disobeyed God and he disapproved of and we were just wasting the passing days of life at some portion of our life, having hatred toward others, whether it be for jealousy or envy or whatever, we can harbor hatred in our hearts. We did that. It's something that the old nature does. Some of us had a full experience, a full blown experience of these things. Others. Well, maybe not. Maybe you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior at a young age. Kind of like, and I already planned on mentioning this before some talk this morning, kind of like a a little young lady that I talked to in her single digit years that she had some good news she wanted to tell me, that she asked Jesus to be in her heart, to be her Lord and Savior. She trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior of her life. You know, if you seek the Lord while he can be found early, if you found the Lord early, look, you can just know that the sin of Adam would have taken you through doing all of these things. And, and and in that nature of ours is that very thing, these very things that would have that would have come out of you. You might have been worse than me if you would have lived that way for a while. But but know this, that no matter when you were saved, that, that there was the sin of Adam uh in, in your life. And and we've all been there. We've all been in that condition. You know, there was a fellow that grew up in, in my old little neighborhood over in Galena Park. And, you know, we there was no luxury over there. It, we were plain and simple there right by the Washburn Tunnel and all those plants. And and, you know, we had a neighbor and uh, their son really pursued college uh, heavily and he graduated from college. He got a really good degree. He immediately got a, a fantastic job and he was able to provide for himself as a young man greatly. And first thing he did was move out of there and he went and found him another place. And, and one of the old neighbors that knew him well kind of almost raised him as an uncle said, don't remember where you came from, boy. I'm proud of you, but don't, but, but remember where you came from. Remember, don't forget where you once were. You know, there's a modern positive. Prosperity movement which says don't don't think about those things we the people know that they've sinned we don 't need to talk about that. Take the focus off of those things and and and, and don't ever look back on those things um, you know the the modern prosperity preachers they're, they're still some of them are still in those days, maybe all of them are in the days of being deceived and and, and maybe they're in that old way of life still i don 't know, but my Bible tells me and draws my attention to go back there sometimes to go back there to that old condition of life I mean go back there in your mind remembering what you were and, and what you are no longer remember where you came from remember the darkness is what we're told by God's word remember the shackles and chains that were bound upon us as we served sin we have once been without Christ and we were in all the guilt and shame and needing to be saved we were all there. We shouldn't dwell on it and we shouldn't stay there nor should we ever magnify what was going on in our life in that time, but we've all been there and and, and in spite of what the prosperity preachers say we need to go there sometime we need to remember what we were, okay? We need to know God's word and where he says that we are to be mentally on these things. There's a past condition of our lives that we need to consider and that we need to think about. We need to endure the memory of what we were. You know, we'll learn to get along with all kinds of people if we do that. It, it, just, it just wouldn't be so bad... Talking to the unsaved and even have them talking to you the way you would have talked to a Christian back before you were saved. We'll get along with all kinds of people for the sake of bringing not to dwell with them, not to be best friends with them and let them pull us down. But for the sake of bringing them to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll get along so much better there. You know, some are always wanting more from God in their lives. We, we can always have more from God in His Word and in diligence in serving Him, but some are always wanting more from God than they have. But if we had never have anything more than being taken out of that life and condition of our past into a saved life, that would be plenty. We would need no more than that. So let us go from a past condition of living and let us go there every now and then And let us go to our present condition of life. Would you go with me in verse four as it says uh, a great word that changes the subject. But but after that, the kindness and love of God, our savior. Toward man appeared. You know, there's. I don't know about with all medicines and prescriptions, but with so many medicines, there comes a burden with that medicine. It helps one thing and it hurts another. Sometimes it's meant to help something and it hurts the very thing that it's meant to help. There's a medication out there for depression And then at the end, they talk real sweetly and there's a puppy dog jumping in the background and it says you could have suicidal tendencies from this medicine that helps with depression. Do you hear me that there's always a burden with these things? There's always a burden with with the medicine we can receive in life. But there is absolutely no burden in the kindness and the love of God, just as we just heard in song, there are no regrets, there are no doubts there. We've never. Gone without. There is no burden in the kindness and the love of God. This one thing, this hinge has turned the entire life of the child of God. We are no longer in the past condition that we used to do and we used to be and we are in a present condition of life and it's so much better in the love and the kindness of God. The generous act of God that He had upon mankind, it does no harm for any child of God. Uh, just Just a blessing, just the benefit His loving affection to us by His precious Son, our personal Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. What a blessing it is to be brought out of that past condition of life and into the present relationship and blessings of God that He has for us. How did we get there? Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Man, that word has been there forever and religion just continues on. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm a pretty good person and I'm going to get to heaven, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. It couldn't be more clear if someone wants it, they can have that understanding. We have not earned and do not deserve the kindness and love of God, but... He has shown it to us. He has given it to us. We deserve the penalty for what we were, which is something that we could never change on our own. It's something that you and I could never rise above. But according to His mercy, according to His mercy, He saves us. If we can admit what we were, and what we deserve... If we can't admit what we were and what we deserve, there can be no appreciation for the mercy of God. That's what so many people are missing in a prosperity understanding, misunderstanding of God's Word. How can we appreciate His mercy? How can we appreciate receiving something that we don't deserve or not getting what we do deserve if we don't admit that where we were? The psalmist said, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Hallelujah. In this present condition of life, we're in covered and smothered in the goodness and the kindness of God. We have not been given what we deserved. Instead, he's washed us. His word says, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. That that wasn't David's uh, reaction to salvation. That was David's reaction to forgiveness of sins. But it but it fits. There's a there's a washing of the person. There is a newness of life given to the one that comes to the love and the kind act of God. Amen, David, I'm with you. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. He did that for the child of God. He personally did that for every single one of us. We were what we were, but we've been redeemed. Not only have we been redeemed, there's been repentance in that. We've experienced a radical change of mind. The person of the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in the life of the child of God. He has largely and richly moved into our lives. We've been born from above through Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. From going far from God into the family of God, from a separated creation to a saved child we're a child of the king in this new condition of life that old condition that old situation is behind us now we're no longer what we were we've been gifted with salvation we've been made a child of God do you want the lost person who is what you used to be to become what you are now. If I can go through this overwhelming, blessed truth we have for everything in our lives. And try to stick to the point for a minute. If you do, treat him accordingly then. Consider that what's coming back at you is what you once were when you were Him that past condition is of life is over for you and I but we need to reflect on it we need to go back there it that That's no pain for me. I don't know about you. That's no pain and that's no shame for me. That's not depressing for me to do. Hallelujah. My sins are washed away. I'm no longer. I'm not what I should be, but I'm no longer what I was. And God is taking care of that. What a a wonderful thing to do. Let us go back there. Reflect on that past condition of life. Our present condition of life is something we can always rejoice in. By the way, be mindful of What you have presently and always in the Lord. But not only that, it doesn't stop there. We not only have a past condition of life that's over and a present condition of life we're in, we're assured of a future condition of life. Look at verse 7. That being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. God is judge. God is Savior. He is full of grace. He looked down upon sinful mankind and saw the pity of the penalty of sin upon him. His son left his blessed estate in heaven and he came down to bear our burdens. He came down to take our misery. He came down to take our pain. He came down to take all of our sins upon him that we might be justified by God, that we might be made right by trusting in him. He endured our hardships, our sins all of it and provided salvation and he saves from the guttermost to the uttermost i'm talking about joint heirs with christ that's what we have as children of god in our future we're assured of a future condition of life god has declared us righteous He has provided us as being accepted. He's pronounced this to us. We have been raised up to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Our citizenship is already in heaven. We have a future to look forward to. What a blessed assurance of that. And in consideration and meditation upon the past condition of life the present condition that we have as children of God and the future condition that we're going to. It should make us it definitely does make us in the right spiritual frame of mind, receive others, go to them and endure whatever to teach them the word of God and the gospel. As I think about these three phases of life, if you'll look in verse 8 just a second before we move on, Paul stamped this with this is a faithful saying and these things I will that thou affirm constantly what a wonderful medicine for the mind, what a great detour away from depression what you were to who you are and to what you have as a child of God. To, to let it unfold all over His Word into your hearts and minds and change our attitude toward. We need a different attitude toward the saved sometimes, not just the unsaved. And His Word does that. What a, what a blessed threefold mindset for us to think about. And as we think about these three things, One way of looking at this is that you are either all of these or you are none of these. What do I mean by that? Well, surely if you've never trusted in Jesus Christ as Savior, you do not have that blessed present condition of life. And you do not have that future to look forward to. And as far as looking at what we were in a past tense, which everyone was at one time. Well, that's what you are now if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So as the preaching has gone out to Christians this morning, if it doesn't match up with you, praise God you understand that. And you might see your need to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, to trust in Him, that you might have a, a blessed presence and a promise for the future. The past that we once shared as children of God, it's not in your past if you don't know Jesus. It's the present condition for you. And I like what Solomon said, while there is life, there is hope. A living dog is better than a dead lion, Solomon said. And while you're alive, there is the opportunity... To know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. His Word is faithful to draw you. His Spirit is faithful to convict you of your sin and your need to know Jesus. And have the hope of eternal life. That hope is a guaranteed something that we're expecting in the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, These things have I written unto you that ye may know that you have eternal life the christian that is sure of that is so anxious for the person that doesn't know that because god is no respecter of persons it's not just it's not just for some of us it's for everyone to have a no so salvation you know, there's something I used to repeat at a time like this in a church service because I, because I read it from a commentary or because I heard another preacher say it. But after seeing it, I'm just thinking about it in a different way. I'm not just repeating someone after observation of what goes on. And what goes on is that some people slip into, slip into church attendance. And there may even start to be association in some events around God's church and, and, and a seeming as if they're plugged in and everything's right upon witnessing to people. I recall the testimony that, well... Uh, What's my background with God? Well, I I, I started going to church. I I went with my my mother when I was an adult. I had these problems and I went and I I really got into it and I I really started singing the songs. And and, and I know that there was that time uh, in my life that everything got right. And it's more clear than that. It's more clear than that. When you talk to someone about salvation... They'll try to tell you everything in the world except about Jesus. Sometimes it's only through Jesus Christ that one might be saved to trust in him for the forgiveness of sins. It's a matter of seeing your need for him. It's not a matter of a better life. It's seeing your need for the forgiveness of sins that you're charged with with a penalty. And that penalty is death and separation for eternity Make sure that's right. You know, Jesus said he lays down his life for his friends. the The Bible, and that's something that really needs to be clarified and preached on. I'm not going to do it, but, but, but we're the friend of the Lord. He says we have a friendship. I believe it. I I know it. I, I have a friendship with Jesus Christ, and I know that by His grace and by His mercy. He saved me. And I know that. And then there are others that profess Jesus and they're not sure if they've ever met him. There's a friendship with Jesus Christ in relationship. And then not knowing whether you've ever met Him, that is not of the Lord. That's not what He wants to give you. He wants to give you the forgiveness of sins, His shed blood to wash all your sins away, to know Him personally, to embrace this salvation, to receive Him. Would you know Him today? Are you here this morning by the grace of God and you're ready to receive His mercy. You've received a wrong message about what salvation is. And you, God is always fair to make it right. Happened to me. It was wrong. What, what someone was told me was wrong. What they led me in was wrong. But God was fair to show me and make it right. It might have been 16 years later. But He made it right with me. Is this your day? To know God's salvation clearly and truly? To know your sins are forgiven. There's so many anxieties that we could have upon ourselves that that doesn't need to be one. That doesn't have to be one. Would you trust in Jesus this morning as we pray? My Father in heaven, Lord God, we come to you this morning. I want to thank you, dear God, for the opportunity to share your word. I want to thank you for your truth. No matter How the deliverance was, Lord, I know your word is full of power and you're mighty to save. And dear God, for that soul that has never trusted in you as Lord and Savior, we pray that you would draw them this morning. Lord, for the child of God. Whose mind is not experiencing the blessings and the best measure of health possible. Lord, I pray that they might meditate and consider that past condition of life and the, all that they've been saved from. And Lord, to know the, the mercy and the grace actively in their lives and, and what we've been taken to and what we've been taken into, dear God. Father, in that blessed future that you have for us, I thank you so much for this absolute assured expectation that we have Of eternal life with you forever. Where the presence of sin is completely gone. And we're worshiping and praising you. And serving with you. And reigning with you for eternity, Father. Lord, may the child of God consider the blessed benefits that they have. I want to thank you for what you do in the lives of these people, Lord. And as all your saints are praying during this very special time, dear God. I pray that your salvation... Would be born into someone's life today, born in their heart, that they might be drawn and have their sins forgiven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just Could you please stand?
1: As I am one plea, but that thy blood was shed for Come to the of God. I come. I come. Just as. whose blood can clear
0: Paige Okleski. And she... Did I get all that right? Oleski. Caitlin Paige Oleski. I tried so hard. And uh, the most important thing about her coming forward is she trusted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior yeah. here not too long ago. Hey. She... she went forward on her own to to a family member to talk about it and to pursue salvation in Jesus Christ. And in the same way that she did that, she went forward to pursue being baptized and becoming a member of Lakeway Baptist Church. So, do we have a motion on that that that, that anyone would receive? Pa- uh, Caitlin Page. Alright, we have a motion in a second. All in favor, show the uplift of the hands. All opposed... To this sweet little girl, not a one, amen. All right, we will set up a a date to baptize you, young lady. Praise God. Amen. All right. Well, uh, just before we close, we're we're all, you're all invited. We'll make room one way or another, and, and we'll go next door, and we'll have a great meal to help with camp. Just something else I want to mention is, is that Brother David over here broke his leg several months back and he's just now able to walk. He's the one sitting down right now and it's good to have him back and that he is healing up. Uh, something else that, that I just want to say, I want to praise God for our minister of music, Tim Stone. Isn't he a wonderful music leader? So blessed by his ministry to this church, blessed by you all it 's so good to go have some good food, but it 's even better to have good fellowship, and I mean that, and that 's what we're about to have and uh, did I see a hand all right let 's no, I see hungry people so so let 's go eat and um, I, first of all i 'm going to have uh, Caitlin come forward and and you all make your rounds and uh, come by and and welcome her and just celebrate with her over. Finding Christ while she early in life while she was young. Thank God for that. And to ask the blessing.